Yeah. Hello. Jim? Tatum? Yeah, who's this? I'm sorry to wake you up. This is George Carter. Oh, George. <clears throat> yeah, anything wrong? Uh, listen, uh, uh, how much of my insurance policies were, Jim? Uh, your, uh, your policies? Yeah. You'll have to forgive me, George. I'm a little sleepy this morning, and I, uh, I you've just... You've got $200,000 in my life, and I need to know how much cash I could raise in that insurance. Uh, well, uh, do you have the policies there with you? Uh, they're in my safe deposit box at the bank. Well, I couldn't tell you exactly right now. They'd be worth uh, considerable as collateral if you wanted to borrow on them, George. Uh, no, no, I don't mean that. Listen, Jim, I need cash immediately. Isn't there some way I, I can uh, cash them in? Well, uh, I'd be ashamed to do that, George. Now, uh, you do have some dividends that are due How you. How much? Well, I wouldn't know until I check. I'd be glad to do that tomorrow. Tomorrow? Well, I never advise borrowing on life insurance, but uh, if you could use the policies as collateral for a loan, that's probably your best bet if you need a, a lot of money. Uh, no. Uh, George, uh, are you in trouble? Uh, uh, no, 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 Jim, I, I'm not in trouble. I, I just, uh, well... I, I have an opportunity to invest in uh, in something. And, uh... <laughs> At half past one in the morning? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know it's late. Are you sure you're not in some kind of trouble? Nah, nah nothing like that. Uh, uh, just forget it, Jim. No, I'd, I'd like no, to help if I... I huh? uh, go on back to sleep. Uh, good, good night. Uh, George? <laughs> go on back to sleep. Oh, sure. Let's see. What's his phone number? Got it here in my address book somewhere. Yeah. Here it is. That guy is in some kind of hassle. Hello? Oh, Helen, this is Jim Tatum. Say, could you put George back on the phone for just a minute? George? I thought... You were George calling. No, but he... Oh, you mean he's not there? No. Oh, well, see, he just called me, and I thought... Oh, that... when? Well, just now, just a minute ago, not even that long. He didn't say where he was? Oh, well, no, no he, he didn't. Oh. I hope I'd... Uh, uh, is there anything wrong, Helen? George got a phone call around 8 o'clock tonight. Last night. And he was terribly agitated by it, and he just got up and drove out, and... I haven't the faintest idea where he went. Eight o'clock. Oh, it's one thirty now. Why did he call you, Jim? Oh, he, he sounded fine, Helen. I'm sure he's okay. What did he say? Well, he wanted to know how much his insurance is worth in cash. He claimed he wanted to invest in something. What? Well, I told him there was no way I could get the data tonight. I tried to discourage him from borrowing but on he it. Of course, didn't say where he was phoning from. No, I assumed he'd be home at this hour. No. Maybe at his office? He's not there. Jim, George is in some kind of trouble. Or he wouldn't have called you. He would have called me. Oh, Lord. Where is he and what's happened to him? The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. says insurance agents lead dull and uneventful lives. 
If you're like Jim Tatum, you're an agent who does more than just sell insurance and collect commissions. You get close to your clients and try to be helpful to them. So that when a call comes in the wee hours, you can't just roll over and go back to sleep. You worry. And you act. We'll find out what Jim Tatum does next when we return with the rest of tonight's suspenseful crisis. A yarn entitled, The Risk. existing openers, too. For a no-obligation estimate on the right genie for your home for both safety and convenience, phone 783-1479. Northwest Electronics in Ballard, 783-1479. You'll like the personal service and attention Ray offers and the competitive pricing, too. Genie Garage Door Openers, available from Northwest Electronics in Ballard. For more information, phone 783-1479. That's 783-1479. Good morning, Mr. Tatum. Hmm? Oh, hi. Good morning, Karen. Any calls? Right here. Okay. I slept in. Big night? Oh, no, no, no. Not that kind. Well, now that you're a bachelor... I haven't learned how to be a bachelor yet. Gotta learn. Yeah. I'm gonna be on the phone for a bit. Okay. Uh, George Carter, please. Well, Mr. Carter isn't in his office. May I take a message? Uh, yes. Tell him to call Jim Tatum. That's T-A-T-U-M. And the number? 831-6601. Thank you. I'll see that he gets the message. Thank you. Goodbye. James Tatum. Jim? George, where are you? I was just calling your office. I'm not at the office, sir. I'm in the emergency room at the county hospital. Uh, could you come pick me up? What happened? Got hit by a car. When? About an hour ago. Well, are you all right? I'm just bruised. You sure? Uh, they x-rayed my arm because it hurts. Just bruised. I'm sorry to get you down here like this. Are you kidding? I've been trying to find you since you called at 1.30 this morning. You have called your wife. No. Well, she's worried sick, man. Let's call her and let her know you're still among the living, and then I'll get you home, and you can have Just, a night. Uh, drive me to my car, will you, Jim? Well, what do you mean? You can't drive now. Sure I can. Listen, let's go home, and you clean up, and then uh, then you tell me about this investment of yours. Investment? Uh, oh, uh, no. Uh, never mind. Too late for it? <laughs> yeah. Just a little. 
George, I know something is wrong. You wouldn't tell Helen? Well, okay, you don't want her to worry, but tell me. I mean, maybe I can help. Nothing to tell. I I needed some capital in a hurry, a big Alaska deal, hush-hush. And Helen wouldn't approve? Yeah. You know how it is, you're married. Well, I was. Oh? Yeah, my divorce was final a month or so ago. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know. Well, we haven't gotten together in over a year, George. I've tried to get an appointment with you to go over your insurance program, but... I know. know. I, I've always been so darn busy. Uh, listen, Jim, don't take me home. I'd just keep driving around, okay? Okay. Jim, I, I'm going to tell you something. Right now, I don't think there's anyone else I, I, I can tell this to. Well, all right, go ahead. Jim, you're, you're right. I'm in trouble. Big trouble. Uh, this accident I had this morning... It wasn't an accident. What do you mean? Well, I walked in front of the car. Deliberately. What do you say? That I was trying to commit suicide. Why? No other way. Absolutely... No other way. Well, well, what is it? Well, last night when I called you, I, I found out that uh, in a matter of days, maybe hours, McCarthy and White are going to discover they're short uh, a lot of money. Oh. Jim, this is the kind of a trap a, a guy gets himself into. That there was an Alaska deal. I, I heard about it by accident. I had a chance to quadruple my money inside of 60 days. If I could come into a business venture with... Uh, $50,000 cash. I was supposed to walk out in 60 days with a profit of $150,000. Hmm. But you didn't have the 50000 to invest, so... Uh, yeah, you stole it from your company. Don't you see? I I wouldn't have kept it. I, I put back every cent. All I needed was to borrow the money, borrow it, so I could invest. I see. Well, what happened? Well... What happened was McCarthy and Ben White had been holding secret merger talks with another company, and things got to the point where, where they've ordered an audit. Uh-oh. I didn't know anything about the merger or the audit. Until last night, I, I, I got a call at home from McCarthy. Seems, seems he wanted to see me at his office right away. Well, I... I knew what had happened. He decided to take the cash out of the office safe, and he found it was gone. Well, how would he know you took it? Because only three people have the combination. McCarthy, White, and me, the Comptroller. So, uh, what'd you tell McCarthy? I stalled him. I, I told him I removed the cash and put it in the bank for safekeeping. He'd buy that? Well, he was sore because he thought I I should have asked him or White before I did it, but I I think I think he bought it, yeah. And then this morning you figured to get yourself killed so your wife could get the insurance money and be able to pay back uh, McCarthy. Yeah. It wouldn't have worked, you know. No, the insurance company would have done a little routine check on you and they'd have uncovered the embezzlement. <laughs> You mean they, they wouldn't have paid Helen anything? Hey, it may come as a shock to you, George, but before an insurance company will pay out a $200,000 debt settlement, they make darn sure there's no chance of fraud. I mean, for that kind of money, they'll go to court if they smell a rat. Uh, then I'm sunk. What'll I do, Jim? This uh, Alaska deal, you think it could still pan out? <laughs> 
bad chance. Huh. Well, that leaves, uh... That leaves just about one alternative. Jail. No. No, no, I was... Uh... What? Well, I was thinking... You got an idea? No, 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 no. Wait, there's too much risk in it. Well, wait, wait, wait. Give it to me. Well, what I was thinking was... Do you think Helen would stand by you if uh, she knew what you'd done? Well, I think she would. I think she would, yes. How far do you think she'd go to keep you out of prison? She'd do anything. I know she would. Mr. McCarthy, this is Helen Carter, George Carter's wife. George is terribly ill. A stroke. He's paralyzed. Yes, yes, very sudden, last night. But he managed to tell me something. He he said you'd understand. He scribbled out a phone number and said something about a, a bank. Yes, yes, it's 831-6601. Do you have it? No, we don't know yet. Yes, yes, we'll keep in touch. No, nothing right now. But he seemed to think that you'd want the number of that bank. 831-6601. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I feel like such a cheat. Oh, you did beautifully, Helen. Now, let's just hang on a minute and see what happens. You're sure your secretary out there won't pick up the phone? No, no, no. This is a direct line. Uh Uh-huh. What did I tell you? Uh, Trust Department, Emerson speaking. This is Mr. Emerson, Trust Department. Uh, Who did you want to speak to? Why, this is the First Mercantile Savings and Trust Company. I'm the trust officer. Is there something I can do for you? Carter. Mr. George Carter. Uh, Oh, yes, he's one of our clients. And uh, you are uh, who, please? Ah, uh, Mr. McCarthy, yes. Uh, Mr. Carter was here the other day, last week sometime, the day he placed uh, $50,000 in trust for your firm. Well, surely he told you about it. I assumed that as comptroller he was acting upon your orders. Why, the reason he did it was because he feared burglary, Mr. McCarthy. That's why he placed the funds in trust, is that... What? He has... I'm, I'm terribly sorry to hear that. When did that... Well, that is a shock. Such a fine man and so young to have a stroke. The money... Yes, it's in a trust account to be administered by us as your firm directs. Uh, surely you're not withdrawing it already. Oh, I see. An audit. Well, we'll be happy to send you a duplicate of the trust papers. Certainly. Well, nice of you to call. Y- yes. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> trust officer Emerson. Hey, you should have been an actor, Jim. Well, this buys us the time we need anyway, but now comes the tough part. Helen, can you do it? We're committed, aren't we? I have to do it. Okay. Go home, do like I told you, and I'll take care of everything else. that never closes proudly presents some delicious additions to its menu. The Superbird Sandwich, a grilled combination of turkey, bacon, cheese, and tomato. 
the Amigo Burger, a juicy hamburger topped with green chili peppers and jack cheese. The Knockwurst Reuben, zesty knockwurst combined with Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, and Denny's special dressing on grilled dry bread. Two terrific new desserts, strawberry shortcake and carrot cake. And a very special Sunday brunch, Eggs Benedict. Not bad for a place that some people still think of as a coffee shop. When you want a good restaurant that's always open, go to Denny's. In Tacoma, there's an always open Denny's restaurant at 10802 Pacific Avenue South, and in Fife, Denny's is located on Interstate 5. Okay, Karen, this is the file on George Carter. Now, here's the death certificate. Now, you clip that to the copy of his policies, and here's the claim pay voucher. Now, be sure you get this processed as soon as you can. The widow has a terrible burden to bear right about now. Sure. You knew them pretty well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I knew George very well. Times like this, you you feel grief because you've lost somebody close to you, but you feel kind of proud to know you were able to help keep his plans alive for the future. You're a pretty good guy, Mr. Taven. Just doing my job, Karen. Oh, Jim, come in. How's everything? All right. Do you have the insurance check? Oh, not yet. Well, how much longer will it take? Do you think something's gone wrong? Oh, no. We should have it in a day or so, huh? Then what have you got there? Well, I brought over the list of expenses I incurred on our little deception for the uh, death certificate, the funeral arrangements, uh, pay off to the mortician, plus a few incidentals. How much? It came to exactly $14,821. How much? <laughs> Forgery, bribes, you're talking pretty big money, Helen. That was a darn nice funeral. Well, it'll be worth it just to get this whole thing wrapped up. Well, uh, that won't completely wrap it up. When you and George leave the country, you can't just drive across the border with a dead man's identification. We, we've got to provide you with, I mean, provide George with new ID, social security card, driver's license... Credit cards, that sort of... How much will that cost? Well, I think the same gentleman who did our death certificate will handle the other details uh, for uh, another ten. Ten thousand? Well, it's like he explained it to me. You forge a county death certificate, that's one thing, but a social security card, that's a federal wrap. But ten thousand on top of almost fifteen So it's costing you twenty-five thousand to get two hundred thousand dollars. That's a pretty fair return on your investment, wouldn't you agree? All right, Jim. Let's clear the air. What other little surprises do you have up your sleeve? Now, listen here, Helen. I don't like your tone of voice. It so happens your dear husband would be in the state prison making license plates right now, and you wouldn't have a dime if I hadn't been willing to take the risk. Realize what I've done for you? I've stolen $200,000 for you and George to help you cover up George's theft of $50,000 from his boss. George is legally dead. You're his widow. In a few days, you'll inherit a fortune. All you have to do is pay off a crooked doctor, a crooked mortician, a forger... And a crooked insurance man. How big is your cut? You know, by golly, we never did talk about my cut, did we? Well, uh, the figure that comes to mind is uh, is 50. Well, well, well. You want... Uh... 50000 on top of 25000 Oh, hello, George. 
Hey, you're getting fat. Can't you rig up some kind of little exercise here in the house? You're almost as heavy as I am. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on it. Well, since I can't stick my nose out of the house... George, he wants almost $75,000 altogether. Fifty for himself, and he says... Yeah, yeah, and almost 25000 to pay out the other people. I heard. That's too much, Jim. That, it's fair. Way too much. Now, you won't feel that way when I bring you that two hundred grand payoff tomorrow or the next day. You just wait and see. Well, I've got to get back to the office now. And, George, really, don't just lie around. You want to be able to enjoy your new life in South America, don't you? Well, honey, we get across into Tijuana. We got it made. I won't be able to believe it. Good old Jim. First thing I'm going to do is buy a bottle of tequila and drink a toast to Jim Tatum, who made it all possible. Look, the line's moving. Yeah. Now, don't be nervous. I'm not nervous. Buenas tardes, senor. Good afternoon. May I see your papers, please? Uh, papers? Some identification. Your driver's license, perhaps? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, here you go. You are James Tatum? That's right. You will come with me, please. Well, what's the matter? I, I, I am James Tatum. Look, here's my uh, social security card, uh, my credit card. Thank uh, you, Mr. Tatum. I appreciate your cooperation. Now come with me, please. Why? What do you want? We have been waiting for you, Mr. Tatum. You are wanted by American authorities for fraud and grand theft. And also for questioning in the death of a client of yours, a Mr. George Carter. Do not make trouble, please, Mr. Tatum. George put Jim Tatum out of the way and exchanged identities with him, he thought he'd be able to start a new life. What he failed to reckon was that he had traded the life of one criminal for the life of another. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. I'll be back in just a minute with the names of tonight's players and a scene from next week's program. February 1st, you can save 30%. Nobody has a lower fare. Northwest's new excursion fares give you more savings to more cities. You can save 30% round trip compared to normal coach fare on most Northwest flights within the continental U.S. Of course, there are some simple qualifications, including advanced ticketing. So for full details, call a travel agent or Northwest now. You'll save 30% round trip. Save $85 round trip to Chicago. Ask your travel agent or Northwest about qualifications. And now a word about our next crisis radio drama. Did you ever lie on your back outside under the darkening sky, waiting for twilight and the appearance of the first star of the evening? And did you ever see a shooting star and watch it arc across the sky and see it fall just beyond the horizon? 
You know, when you're a certain age, you believe with all your heart that you could find that star that fell, that you could pinpoint exactly where it landed. It did so fall in the lake. In fact, there it is, shining through the trees. Ma! Daddy! They wouldn't let me go to see it. So I'm just going to go all by myself. Our program next is called Starlight, Star Bright. And it features the proposition that you can't always ignore a child's imagination. Join us Thursday at 7.05. The Risk featured Ray Court as George Carter, Pat French as Helen, Jan Reddick as Karen, and Russ Money as the Mexican border officer with yours truly Jim French as Jim Tatum. <laughs>